Welcome, fight fans! And what a weekend of fighting, I mean, racing, that we've just had. It was the main event in the Middle East. It was the Qatari cracker, the dust-up in Doha. In the blue corner, we have the Suzuki Screamer, Mir the Maniac. In the red corner, we have the Thriller Miller, the Thunder from Down Under. Well, look, all jokes aside, folks, welcome to the Piscina Report. It's 2021, episode nine. Oh, what a weekend of racing we've just had. Oh, my God. Now that the dust has settled, do we have a better idea of who's actually a genuine contender this year? I don't know. Andrew, what do you make of this pugilistic action that we've just had over the weekend? Stu, I want you to keep going with your intro because that was the best ever. Like My face is red from laughing at how good that was. My face is red from the effort. Are you right? Have a drink. Have a breather. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, my biggest connection to the to the race this weekend was I think we're gonna we'll talk about it now moving forward talking about what happened with Jack. There was obviously a couple of um, altercations, and he so obviously he obviously saw that red mist and just went a little bit far. So I'm just gonna very quickly share you a story. Go so for, for those that aren't in Australia, in Australia we like to call ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> bogans which is like a redneck so you know jack's Lovingly, from, yeah yeah so jack's from outbush in queensland i'm from the country and i'm you know i have a well-respected job i'm a very you know i'm a mother i have three children and you know quite a respectable lady in the community but the other day i was in the city and i went to cross the road and we have the little green men do you have them everywhere in the world Yep. So the little green man, I went, said to my son, quick, let's, let's cross here. So it looked like we were quickly running across the road, but the man was green. A lady was turning in her car, thought that we were running across the road, pulled up like just before us, like meep. I saw red. I ran up to her window. I had my finger out. I said lots of colorful words. I was ready to fight like, just like that. And she went to get out of her car. (laughs) Yep. She went to get out her car to fight me. And I was like, yep. And then she looked and saw it was green and went and quickly took off. And my son was like, mom, you scared me. And I'm playing this down a bit because I'm trying to be a lady, but I seriously like you just see red and and you don't have control. It it comes out. So that's, I'm, I'm simple. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm sympathizing. Jack obviously got pushed that far. Yeah. But I have to say when I first saw it, I went, no, Jack didn't mean to bump him. He just accidentally. And then I looked at it after a couple of days of detaching and went, he totally did that on purpose. He chucked his whole body into it. <laughs> he did indeed. He did indeed. And Manuel El Jefe, how are you doing? What do you think of that crazy? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I, I am in the wrong place because it sounds like the compact, the, the com, a combat report, you know? Yes. <laughs> So it was uh, funny, funny, yeah, because we had the combat in MotoGP, but we had another one before in Moto3, right? We did between, indeed. Between half meter John McPhee and yes. another one who was two heads bigger than him. Yeah, he's not that much bigger. Yeah, Alcoba, they're all, they're all, uh, they're all jockeys on those Moto3 bikes, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, and look, John normally is a very, very calm guy, you know, very yeah. calm, easy talking, but he just went crazy. He looked like the karate kid. The poor mm. guy, though, he got knocked off the week before, hey, and then he was doing so well, yeah. and then he nearly yeah. copped a bike in the head, and and as he went at him, I was like, they're all protected in their suits. They could kick and punch as much as they want. No one's really <laughs> going to get hurt, are they? <laughs> Set off an airbag or something, the second it round is. of the airbag. It's like it's like it's like the most useless fight whatsoever in the world, isn't it? It's like trying to fight in those sumo suits or something. Yeah. <laughs> and and well, both were basically a, a reaction of frustration, yes. no? In both cases, exactly. In both cases. Yeah. yeah, quite quite so, clear. So yeah, in, in the case of John, we saw clearly why he was just knocked down by uh, Alcoba, no? Alcoba. Yeah. yeah. Any any case of Jack, probably the frustration started the week before and then in the middle of the race he saw his uh, brand mates in the front he completely mm-hmm. out of the game on that yeah. if because if, i figure we're talking about it now i did see simon crafer shared something on twitter i oh, sorry i heard him on the tv and then he shared on twitter it was something about you know people sit and judge because of what they see on as we do mm. but he sort of said, you know, just stop and think there's a lot of stuff that you don't see. So there mm. might've been some other nudges, some other bumps, some other things that we have no idea about to, to push him to that point. And yeah, I like that yeah, to just stop know, and go, yeah, you know what? There could be Sandra, more. 
Andra, he speaks like a writer, and it's uh, there is no way to justify. You can look if Mir did something wrong. This doesn't give him to uh, how do you say in English to take the law by himself. Oh, you for know, sure. Because, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, if he did, if the other one did something wrong. You you don't solve it doing it even worse. No. And there's no, and, and there's no, yeah, there's, it was not okay at all. I'm just trying to understand, I think. And no, and, and of course, look, uh, Simon Crafer speaks like a writer, but of course we have the right to give an opinion. Why not? This is mm. free. And that's your, that's <laughs> well, your this job. Is, this is one of the things that we that we sort of dismiss very, very quickly, not just in MotoGP and all these other sports, these elite sports people that we put on a pedestal, we forget they're human. Mm. Of you know, course. They, they get angry, you know, they have lives and frustrations. And, you know, as, as, as Andrew just said before, this is very much following on from last weekend. Jack has clearly got some frustrations starting to come through. As we mentioned last week in the, uh, in the, in the show, um, he's got a lot of pressure coming in from Ducati now, as we see with him pumping himself up all the time uh, and not getting the results. Mm-hmm. Seeing the Pramac team ahead of him. There's a, clearly a lot of pressure on him, and I think that was probably the relief valve, the, the result of all those things. Yeah, but uh, look, what nothing happened, but just think what could have happened. Oh, it could yeah. have been turned into a drama, eh? a drama, but the Is big he drama. getting in trouble? Surely he's getting in the shit for this, though. I think I said no. I further, don't right? think so. I don't think so oh. because uh, the racing look. It should be punished because yeah. it's something and it doesn't matter the name. It, it's the action, you know, but yep. uh, the race direction, they, they fear to, to, to create too much noise. But I tell you something, mm. these guys, these 22 guys in MotoGP, they are the reference of all the kids that it's are very in the championship yeah. at home. And yep. if they see that an action like this is not mm. being punished. Mm. Yeah, it's an open bar. You exactly know? as you've mentioned with some of the things that maybe uh, Mark Marquez has done more recently in the past, and some <sighs> of the exactly that same kind of philosophy. Look, this, and I tell, I have told this a hundred times. We have reached to a point because of Mark Marquez. In the past, Stu Casey Stoner was extremely clean. Mm. Jorge Lorenzo, you haven't heard him ha- having any affair. Even in the old days, in the big uh, duel between uh, Kevin Schwanz and Rainey, yep. they never touched the fairings. That's right. You know, they were super close racing and we, we were so excited, but they were clean. All this started first with Mr. 46. We have said this here. Mm-hmm. And Mr. 46 was the idol of Mr. 93. Mm-hmm. And Mr. 93 did two or three mm-hmm. more steps forward. They go a bit forward, a bit forward, a bit forward. Yeah. Yep. So and then say, yeah. somebody says, how are we in this position? If you, the people who are the reference of the sport, of the activity, of any, anything, if you don't yeah. stop them, all the rest that come behind follow the, follow the same. That's exactly right. So as you say, it's a balancing act from race control, from race direction. It really is. So they they always have this um, conundrum where they don't want to be influencing the racing. You know, they want to just let the races race and not ha- ever have let anybody have the excuse to go, oh, well, I didn't win because race direction gave me a penalty or, or whatever. But like you say, Manuel, you've got to draw the line somewhere, don't you? Yeah, and, and basically race direction and Dorna, they want to cover things that might create some uh, discussion. You know, yep. it's like, me, 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 me. everything mm. is nice. Everything <laughs> is wonderful. No, it isn't. Yeah. But then how, exactly. so well, they like obviously. It's the end of the summer of love. Not everything, yeah. everything is nice. Honeymoon's over. But then, yep. so they obviously investigated while the race is happening. I saw it pop up under investigation and then they're like, yep, no further, whatever. Can they not go back later? And because I know I, <laughs> I looked yeah, at it differently look, and we, it, I saw that completely differently today to what I did when it happened. Andra, the, 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 the judgment is like in the civil life. There is the first judgment mm-hmm. that is done uh, at the track and then the team can apply to a second uh, step, okay? okay? Where the judgment of the first uh, judge mm-hmm. is uh, analyzed by 
uh, a group of three judges. You, so, you know yeah, so I mean? that's it's, the thing. Are you talking about Ducati? Is that what you're saying? That they no, no, Ducati look at this though and go, hang Suzuki. on, this is one of our guys. Oh, I yeah, was Suzuki is, is applying oh, yep. to uh, check uh, this uh, the story. And it's oh, okay. logical. And mm -hmm. I tell you yeah. something more. It's very important how Suzuki acts because it's the first issue that appears without Davide Brivio. I mean, the first important issue oh, without yeah. Davide Brivio in charge of the team. So yeah. the rest of the team, even the riders, will have a look to see how the new uh, responsible of Suzuki mm -hmm. acts because yeah. they know they know how Brivio would have acted. You but know what I mean? This is a real test to see what would he have done? How Kawachi san is is controlling the team, or how exactly. much control he genuinely has. Whether it's coming from you know Hamamatsu or whether it's him, this is a real test. Stu, what they are testing is the character of the leader. Yes, the personality of the leader that is will test this situation. What would David uh, Brivio have done? He would have pushed out the guns and shoot yeah, everyone put a, around. Put a massive complaint in straight away. Yeah, he wouldn't have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, wouldn't so, stop until there's a penalty against Jack. So going to the other side, though, Ducati, they obviously have a reputation. Their riders are their role models, their leaders. Would they just leave this or will they? Look, I don't know if you saw the images. Uh, when immediately after it happens, you can see Davide Tardozzi, who is the manager, like on with mm -hmm. his hands on, on the head. Yeah. And you, you could see even Dalinia doing like, Oh, he knew, mm -hmm. yeah, they all knew Jack had stuffed up. What shit has he done? Yep. Because the, the, you know, the, we all saw that. We all saw that. And it's like you cannot put a hand in front of your eyes. It, it happens. Then you can start to discuss whether this, but the, the action mm -hmm. is unquestionable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Just uh, if we're done talking about this fight, I still want to ask another thing about Jack. Um, is that he's having surgery before Portimao? Yes, he had uh, air pump yeah. uh, problems, and he's doing a surgery because he, he he can't race again with that. He he said that he had that issue a little bit in the first race, yeah. so he had it, and then he said that it happened again in the last laps in the second race so he had it also in the his, second yeah. race so that's quite common though i remember we've spoken about it before look yeah lequona had these problems the whole week uh, weekend mm -hmm. but the thing and other riders as well so we don't know it because they were in the back but a lot of riders had uh, air pump problems why yep. i really don't know i don't know if the tires have more grip and they have to fight more with the bikes yep. it's basically an overstressing riding the bike yeah you know? i think it might be a symptom of the higher ambient temperatures over the weekend as well possibly no no it's down to look when a rider rides a bike like they call it in the flow you know mm. when everything comes out easy they, the effort they put, the physical effort is much less. I did an interview, fantastic interview this weekend with Johan Sarko, where he exactly told me this. Look, when you get into the flow, you get half of tired than when you are back fighting for the 12th or the 13th position yep. because everything comes out so naturally and it just flows. The, yes. the word is, says it all, mm -hmm. it flows. You don't have to force anything. Yeah. You know, but Jack was in which situation? Back there, stressed. The yeah. other one were in the front. He no around. Flow. No flow. The opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've I found the same thing. Like uh, even just doing track days, you can you know at, at all levels that the, the same thing exactly. is true. Yeah, exactly. There are there are days where you do things, but anything. I mean, in my case, uh, writing. Uh, yeah. There are days where you just have. Bang, you know, you wake up and you are mm. like in a in in a cloud, and everything yeah. is easy. The stars exactly. align like they didn't for Maverick this weekend, <laughs> didn't they ever? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, let's 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 move on. So we've, okay, we've, we've spoken about these two here. Let's let's put that under the bridge now. 
let's let's move on because even outside of that, what an amazing race! Like, there's so many things to talk about. Let's let's start with um, let's start with Vinales and Quattararo, the Yamaha guys. Okay. Obviously, Vinales Look. not the weekend, but Quattararo, what an incredible oh weekend! Oh my god. I, I would say I don't know how it works in, in Australia because in Spain, when a student goes through an exam and he doesn't, uh, how did he, he get a bad um, result, he yep. has a second chance. I don't know if it is exists okay. also there. Yep. Yeah. So the Doha Grand Prix was for racing the same than the second chance for second a student. <laughs> exactly the same. Okay. Because there were those who did bad, did wrong or did bad in the first race. And then there were the others who wanted to improve the result of the first exam. Mm. And if you add them together, there was just two or three names left, you know, because Sarka, Sarko had done very well. Vinales had done very well. Uh, Banyaya had done, but all the rest were or in the group of um, and mending what they did in the first race or improving. Yeah. Yep. Correct. And so this started. Mm. And we saw very, very well who learned the lesson from the first race and who did it. Yeah. Quartararo is the best example. Clearly. Yep. The, because Quartararo's race was basically the same than in the first, but he was patient enough. In the first race, he tried to get in the front and uh, wore out the tires, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. This time he stayed there. He waited, he waited, and he started the, to move when it was exactly lap 11. That was mm -hmm. half distance. Half distance, Excellent. that's right, yeah. Okay. If you see the lap chart, you see uh, lap 11, he overpasses, I don't remember, one ride. Uh, Alessio Spargaro. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Then the next race, another the next lap, another one. It was one by one, bang, bang, bang. You know, and then he gets uh, at the rear wheel of Zarco, and it takes him half a lap to overtake him. Yeah, mm -hmm. he did. That then quick. he gets on the wheel of, of uh, Martin one lap, and then he has four laps to go. So it was perfect. Yep. Yep. The the other side of the story was Alex Rins. Yes. He, oh, he, he, seemed, he seemed not having learned a F of yes. the first race. Yep. Because remember how, or, or if you have a look at the race, see how aggressive he was at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He was never so, going to hold it, yeah. Yeah, we all knew, but it seems that he was the only one who, who didn't realize that he was doing exactly the same. He was following the same script that was a mistake in the first race and this was happened that's exactly right then, yeah. yeah and then for example with Vinales Vinales uh, didn't do a bad race but this time he got stuck into the traffic mm -hmm. remember last in the first race Vinales stayed behind Quartararo and with a hook you know yep. but yep. this time when Quartararo started to move he failed in two overtaking and then he lost Mm -hmm. The hook of Quartararo. Yeah. Yes, the Espargro overtaken. I think there was there might have even been Miguel Oliveira, maybe was up there yeah. for a little while. So yeah, when when Quartararo was going through those guys, yeah, Vinales got stuck behind them. And that yeah. really he lost that that, yeah, that, that, that made the difference from the first race because the both Yamahas did the same, but this time Quartararo was smart and Vinales just didn't manage to repeat the race. He finished sixth, fifth, I think. I think he was fifth. Fifth. Uh, fifth. Yeah. It's not a bad result. He's second exactly, in the championship. Yeah. Did he blame yeah. the bike at all? I don't think so. But he, no, no, he couldn't blame the bike. It's, oh, yeah, he was, it was just shaking his head a lot and he was sort of... Yeah, it, I think well, if he... Look, uh, I promise you, I don't listen too much to the riders mm. after the race because yeah, exactly. the one who did well, the one who did well, wow, Disneyland. The one who didn't do well... The first thing to blame is the tire. Yeah, exactly. The tire, yeah. The, tire yeah. the tire, the tire spinning. I hit a wall with the tire. Yeah. I don't know what happened with the tire. I, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I, I, they gave me an overheated tire for the race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, mentioned, you mentioned Aleish before. He's riding bloody amazing on that bike. Yeah. 
Yeah, Lace. And look, I, I am happy for Aprilia because after these two races, they are super excited. And finally, they see a little bit of light at the mm. end of the tunnel. Mm. Uh, we will see if it will work in Europe because the Aprilia has been always fast in Los Angeles. We know this. And also yep. Aleix. Mm -hmm. The reality we will face when we get uh, in Europe. In mm -hmm. smaller tracks, more uh, tight tracks. Yep. But the, the good thing is that, you know, the whole package, the whole team believes so far mm -hmm. in what they are doing. It's given the, them a very yeah. positive start for the year, hasn't it? Yeah, and, now, and the, now we'll the, see morale, on the, bike. The, the morale is very good. And they are like, you know, they are waiting for Dovi's test like... Uh, we wait for the autumn rain after the summer, you know? Yes. <laughs> so they are like, <gasps> Alessia Spargaro is going to go to the test just to sit be beside uh, Dovi and talk with him and give mm -hmm. him some advices. Alessia oh. is so excited because he wants to know where the limit of that bike is. Mm -hmm. So, and the good thing is that the, the, the mood, the, all the Aprilia team, goes into the circuit has changed completely. Excellent. That's yeah. really that's really good to hear. That's fantastic. Okay. Um let's talk about Suzuki for a little bit. As you said, Rins, uh, yeah, not not a smart ride from him. He still managed to finish fourth. Good on him. And then Mia seventh. Again, not an amazing result, but not a terrible result. What do you think race. they're gonna take from this last two weeks? No, look, Mir's race finished with the Clash with Jack. with Jack. Yeah. You saw it that he just switched off. You know, he was like, yes. I don't know if he was shocked, but it was he, his race finished there because, mm -hmm. okay, the move, Mir's move to overtake Jack wasn't clean. Let's say it was, mm. you know, there are situations in races where you just have to do it. Okay. And not always this to do it comes out well. And he wouldn't, so, it would have made no difference if it was Jack or someone else on the bike. He still no, would have done because, the same thing. Look, when, when you start an overtaking this style, you have to finish it, mm. right? Because there is no other way to come, come out in. of that. Yeah, so you have to finish it. And then, as I say, not always things run well. So Mir knew that he did a harsh overtaking. Mm -hmm. In fact, the first thing he did was apologize. Yep. Yeah, he put his foot up and he was so he yeah, the first thing because he'd been too harsh. He, like we all saw that it was not clean overtaking. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But he went, oh shit. Yeah. And this was because at that moment, Mir was in his mode, like, okay, let's move forward. Yep. And then this uh, move forward mode was completely neutralized with the incident. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is what happened. And uh, we cannot judge uh, Mir because uh, we don't know what would have, ha have happened mm. if the incident with Jack didn't occur. And in case of Rins, look, I didn't realize that he finished fourth. But uh, this means that if he had probably manage the things a little bit different, he could have uh, or even different at yeah. the end of, of mm. the race. He was only but half a second behind behind George, George Martin. Not bad, not bad. But, so at the end, I think the balance, uh, not, maybe not in the result, but in the performance of the Suzuki, um, counting the two races was positive, let's say. Yeah, mm. yeah, indeed, indeed. So Ducati, do you think Ducati are going to take this last two weeks in a positive light or do you think it's a real wasted opportunity they haven't won a race at the yeah. track that they're supposed to be most dominant i was on. surprised at that i seriously thought that both races would have clearly been dominated by ducati and they exactly. weren't exactly but you you look at the like they've got a rider who's leading the world championship still you have a look where they are in the constructors championship they've gotten so many points people on the podium so is it is it a, is it a loss or is it a win Good question. Good question because I was the first to criticize and to to say that if they left Qatar without a win, it would be a, a defeat. 
-hmm. okay, because of they having won in 2019 and 2018. But really now, in terms of results, it was a defeat, clear. Yeah. But in other terms, you saw that um, they will return to Europe saying, wow, Zarco is there, the surprise of Jorge Martin, you know, mm -hmm. people, uh, so there are positive inputs to return home. Yeah. The, the negative one is Jack's performance. That the question is, if Jack's performance is down to the physical arm pump problems mm -hmm. he had. Mm -hmm. okay. Because Jack was, because realize, look, just thinking in practice, Jack was there, right? Yep. If he has to, if he has to do one lap, two laps fast, he had the capacity to do this. But when you jump into a 20 mm -hmm. uh, lap race and you have yeah. arm problems, yeah. you lose that speed. So yeah, yeah. this, this may be a positive uh, approach because you see that Jack still has the speed that probably he couldn't show it because of these problems. And this mm. took him to a frustration. Yeah, that's okay, perfect. Let, 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 let's go back to, to Jorge Martin. Yes. He is, um, I don't know if you realized or saw him. It's funny because for he, he approaches the races like with an enthusiasm that nobody else you can see it's like going to Disney, you know, for him, he has so much fun. He's really like a kid enjoying in, you yeah. know, in a, in a candy store. So, and besides this, he has, look, what we said, 14th in the first race with that rocket start. Mm -hmm. In the second race, he did, in the second practice, he did pole position. Mm -hmm. And then after the pole position, he said, well, I am not ready to think in winning because I am just a rookie. I Didn't think he make the comment? He said, oh, I just want to race and sit behind a bit so I can watch and learn. And Yeah, yeah, watch and learn. Imagine he learned looking to home in yes. front for 17 laps. But then in race, he appeared and did what we saw. But if, uh, Andra, if you have a, a next watch on the race, you just notice something. Martin was able to do what he did because Zarco stood behind him. He was like uh, protecting him a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice if, that. Yeah. If you watch at the lines, uh, Quartararo was uh, Quartararo. Martin was doing mm -hmm. his lines were still Moto2 lines, you know, wide uh, open. Yeah. So he had, if you watch, there was a lot of space just to, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to put in the bike. Yep. But Zarko was clever. Zarko was there. He knew that he could overtake uh, Martin whenever he wanted, Just which he did. Go, at the end. Yeah, because I did know that he was no like a, get past Zarko, yeah. Yeah, a protection, you know, a, mm -hmm. a, a shell, yeah. a shell behind and just blocking all the rest. And this allowed Martin to do what he did. Zarko was man. very clever, very clever. Did very... he comment on it at all or he just... Uh, who Zarko? Zarko, yeah, he wouldn't comment. Uh, about... No, he didn't, but he he it's had just... not to because it was yeah. so clear. Yep, yep. No, I did notice that actually. I've never heard Stu so quiet. This is kind of. <laughs> you got me okay now. Now, yeah. yes. Yeah. Come on, Stu. It's your <laughs> no, turn. It it's your it turn. It was an incredible ride by uh, by by George Martin, as I as I lovingly call George him. Martin. Yeah, George. Um, I, yeah, I think that he got. We were all saying last week, you know, if he if he gets a start like that ever again in his career, it's going to be amazing. And seven days later, he did the same thing. He got just as good a start. He seems to be the, the one guy that has mastered that whole shot device better than anybody else. And even like Manuel was saying how he was, he's so, but he seems yeah. seemed to really keep it contained riding. I thought he would have lost yeah. his shit with excitement and, and dropped off way before even with Zarko doing what he did, but he just he just kept his shit look, together. Look, I, I went to the press conference after he he did that pole position, mm. you know, and the, you know that they see the riders on chairs, okay, in front of us. Yeah. Martin is hyperactive. He cannot stop. Still... He was like on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Stretching. He started to stretch while the others were, and he's hyperactive. He's like a kid. For me, it's, 
it's not surprise at all that when the green lights gets off, boom, because it's yeah. him. Oh, that's brilliant. That's fantastic. So, can we so say reckon- that on the MotoGP um, video pass? Can you you can watch the press? I know it pops press up conference. on the calendar, but I don't know if you don't watch it live. If you can go back and see it, I don't know because mm. I am there. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have to watch. Yeah. I have to be there. <laughs> I'll go have a, so, I'll have so a do tea. you think we're going to see some more? Of, of Jorge Martin, or do you think, like you say, this the guitar track, it allowed him to take those Moto2 lines. He's, he's got the width and the length of the track. Do you think when we get to the tighter European tracks, he's going to struggle a bit? Or look, it uh, could be a sensation? I am curious to see, because at the end, uh, Stu realized that he had six days of riding before the first Grand Prix. He had six days plus three days of riding before the second Grand Prix. In Portimao, he will arrive. So Mm. I think that... They rode it last year, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was in Moto2. Okay, so he knows the track. It's just on the bike. And look, having having done what he has done, somebody had to calm him down because he will try to get out and be the same one that in Qatar. You know? Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah, he needs to... Uh, somebody must give him a volume or something like this mm-hmm. before the race. Yeah. So my question as well, like I just wanted to discuss a little bit this thing between Pramac Ducati and the main Ducati course team. We seem to see the Pramac Ducati team beating the Ducati course team quite a bit over the last few years. And when that's happened previously, the Ducati course team have put some um, some effort and some more investment into the Primac Ducati team. Uh, do, are, are we starting to see something wrong with how they manage these two teams or what's going on? Look, for me, um, what we saw in the Ducati brand was positive because remember that Ducati had to, to write a new chapter, clean chapter with the yeah. leaving of Dovizioso and Petrucci. Mm-hmm. So, what we saw is that the strategy seems to work, okay? Because the Pramac team and the factory team, you can consider it one. Mm-hmm. Because the four have the same uh, bikes, have the same support. And I tell you something that funny that is funny. Inside Ducati, each top responsible has a favorite. Right. Okay. Jorge Martin is da- Davide Tardozzi favorite. Okay. He has always pushed to have Jorge in Ducati for years. Yep. Bagnaia is the kid of Chavati. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. You know, because, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, and this is in my opinion, Zarco is Gigi Dalinas. Yeah. Favorite, favorite. Mm-hmm. And where stays Jack? Jack um, has to assume, because Jack started the season or starts. Let's uh, speak in, uh, how do you say, in uh, present tense, not in past mm-hmm. tense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack is, the, is supposed to be the leader of Ducati, you know, the one mm-hmm. who has to be that. But so far... I was wondering if that was some he, of his frustration too, like we said. Yeah, he has not. Uh, he has not shown to to deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for yeah. him, imagine the next two races would be a hell of a pressure. He did very well in Portimao. Remember, finished second. Mm-hmm. So that's good yes. for Jack. Yep. That's good for Jack. But Jerez, Jerez is probably one of the two worst tracks of the calendar yeah. for Ducati. Yeah. Yeah, and now right. I'm going to tell you something that no one in this world knows but us. Go on. I went no, to Ducati no and I did. A, I asked them to do a list of how the different riders, the six riders, ride the bike. Mm-hmm. You know, from most aggressive to less aggressive. So this is interesting. The most aggressive guy is Jack. Okay. Yep. And they explain me, Jack, if Dovi Cioso would be here, Dovi would be even over 
more aggressive. Right. Okay. And what means aggressive in this case? They explain me, look, aggressive riding and Ducati means braking very, very late, very late, you know, going with the brakes versus the apex, mm-hmm. almost stopping the bike in the middle of the corner, yep. turning and bang, accelerating. Opening the throttle earlier, hard. so yeah. Yes. In this, braking later, uh, braking past the apex and, and opening the throttle harder. And, and braking late, but especially throwing very quick the bike because, Andra, this transition from here to mm-hmm. here, to mm-hmm. here, from, uh, um, how do you say, braking with the bike straight and throwing the bike, yeah. this is what makes the difference in racing. Mm-hmm. You know? A lot of times. Yeah, like, this, this movement, bah, mm-hmm. so quick. So Dobby was very good in this. And when Michelin changed the tire last year, his problem was that he couldn't do this anymore because mm-hmm. the rear tire didn't help in stop the bike. Yeah. And he was not capable to change his riding. Okay. Jack, the most aggressive. The less aggressive, Peko Bagnaia. Mm-hmm. Peko, they say inside Ducati that he has a Jorge Lorenzo style. Uh, he, yeah. breaks, he breaks very early. It's mm-hmm. not a heartbreaker, but his corner speed is mega high. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you realize, having seen the races, that with the both both riding styles, they can be fast. They mm-hmm. reach almost the same performance. Mm-hmm. In the middle, we have Sarko, that is somehow in the middle of, of them two. Yep. Uh, and then we go to the other two, the just arrived uh, rookies from Moto2, Bastianini, mm-hmm. and I, I asked them, he said, okay, we cannot define it very well because they are rookies and they are learning. But if I had to put someone in the list, it's Jack, then comes Jorge Martin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then it would be Zarco, Bastianini, Bagnaia, and Marini at the very end. And this oh, is okay. the scale with, with the one uh, Gigi Dalinia is working with because he got fed up of depending on one type of rider with Dovizioso. Yep. When Dovizioso didn't find comfortable on that bike, for years he was depending on Andrea. Now Gigi said, okay, if I have a problem with the aggressivity, I have one who is smooth. Okay. So yeah. he has all the cards in his head. You know? Wow. Interesting, clever. isn't it? Very yeah. interesting. Very clever as well, indeed. Nice. It's it's yeah, and, th- and these are types of things that we never get to hear about or never never really understand as a as a layman. So that's fantastic. Thank you so because much. Because look, when when you if you follow the racing in on the TV, a TV commentator has to talk about what is on the screen. Yeah. You cannot start to talk of because people are looking at that and people want to be to have explained what they are looking at. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Nice. That makes the difference. It does. It does indeed. Um, Andra, I know you are super keen to get to it. Let's talk a little bit about Moto2. Okay. My God, where do we even start? <laughs> exactly. Where do we start? Look, we've, we've got to start. We've got to talk about our boys first, okay? Yeah. Um, yes. Obviously. Yeah. Sam Lowe's. What a, what a ride. I think I said last week, I said, I said, shut the gate. Sam Lowe's, he's, he's, he's there for the year. Same track. I know we we can't make any 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 assumptions, but seriously, he's like a metronome. He's just lap after lap after lap. He is he's reliable. He's fast. He's consistent. What a ride from him! I did think as Remy was he could sniff him. <laughs> yeah, I, I you could see Sam. I did think he was going to get a bit rattled and make a mistake, but he for a while there he was getting, and then he just all of a sudden he was like, nah. I mean, just got it back together and yep. As I said last week, he, he is reminding me a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit of Mark Marquez with the amount of control he has over a race. He's just exerting control. He's he's sitting at his own pace. And when somebody comes up behind him to put some pressure on, he's always got a little bit more to go. Yeah, this Stu, this can only happen when he has a margin, when yes. nobody's pushing him to the limit. So yes. he's clearly I, I, I wouldn't say one, but two steps ahead of the rest, clearly. Yes, exactly. And he was, he was. Let's see, because there are still 17 races to go. And if yeah. we learned something last year, 
with Quartararo, who we made world champion after two races. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we made, uh, okay, we have to learn, not doing the Alex Rins of, of the podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call him the champion of Qatar. <laughs> yes. But yeah, he even said himself that, you know, yeah, he's got that bit of a margin, but that margin's going to narrow down as the races go on, so... Yeah, it will clearly. Yeah. And and yeah, moving on, obviously, Remy. Oh my fantastic God. to see Remy up there. What a ride from him. Again, a lot of control in there. There was a few moments where he could have gotten rattled very easily. You know, he had a had And a all these bit guys are like, go, 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 go. They sort of gave him permission yep. to just go nuts. But you could see he looked for a couple of opportunities to get Sam, but it's almost like he went, no, nah, you know what? this is good and with that about was... five laps to go he went yes. yeah i can't do anymore yeah it was good to see very mature mm. but we were having this conversation and i was totally gonna take this for my own but my husband came up with it and i said i'm gonna steal that for the podcast he was anyway. talking about and i know we've mentioned before about the gateway for remy into moto gp and adam made the point he said oh well um danilo Petrucci is a bigger because we're talking about Remy's size and they keep talking about his size and they were like is that something that they've now planned because they've got someone that's a bit bigger and heavier on a MotoGP bike yeah. we will have another bigger and heavier rider come up from Moto2 could that be part of their plan Manuel? I think that uh, Petrucci is much, much bigger than him mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know yeah it's much okay. like, and if, if you watch at uh, Sabadori Salvador is one meter ninety. Oh my and he's god, probably, he's crazy! He's huge. Yeah. Yes, he's like Ruben he's, 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 he's probably ten kilos heavier than than Petrucci. Yeah, but does you that know? still, you know, like obviously they they don't sit here and go just think about this season. They're thinking about the future. Mm. That could be a clear gateway for Remy because wasn't um Petrucci but they're developing about... a bike with a philosophy for a larger rider than yeah. Remy would fit into that mold. That was that was no, yeah, no, but uh, I think the size for him uh, will not be a problem. But again, uh, guys, we we are talking about the second race out of 19. Mm. So, Mm. (laughs) yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, Remy was a bloody legend, but my favorite, I think, of that whole race was Raul. He was the standout for me last year. I thought he was bloody awesome, and now I'm trying to watch his younger brother too. Um, yeah, yeah, Raul is the big surprise. eh? It's the yeah. big surprise. Mm-hmm. And but I give some credit to his performance, some credit to Remy Gardner because they have been during the test, they went out on Team the track work. together. Uh, Remy showed him the line. I imagine mm-hmm. Wayne, mm-hmm. Remy's Gardner, must be very wild phoning him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No more of that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you crazy? Look what you have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. show him how to ride and so on. <laughs> yeah. And I can perfectly imagine that this won't happen once we they start to race in Europe. Because no, now so. he has the the I mean his almost biggest rival sitting on the other side. Are you going to help him? Pardon? Yeah. <laughs> Knock him down yeah. and run him over. Yeah, exactly. And Jake, like, unfortunately, he oh. didn't finish. Um, it was a tough weekend for Jake, clearly. And he said the the uh, the reason he didn't finish was his own mistake. Um, and he he took out um, who did he, Schroeder. He, he took out Schroeder. That's right. Yeah, through through his own error, and he and he apologised for that straight away. But the the good thing is that he's not injured. Oh he was God. a bit battered, but he hasn't hurt his wrist anymore. So he's uh, he's ready to go. So that's a that's a good thing. I've had so many people messaging going, do you have any idea? Is he okay? They didn't show yeah. anything. It's <laughs> like, so, no, no, he's okay. Thank God. Um, Indeed. Is there anyone some else of, in Moto2? Oh, I, I just want to bring up some of my highlights from, from the weekend. Listening to the, uh, the commentary with Neil and, and the rest of the commentators, they were talking about Tom Luthie. And I think I messaged you, Andrew, with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. This has got to be my comment of the weekend. They describe, listen to this, Manuel. They describe Tom Luthie's riding style as seemingly out of control. (laughs) 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 Meaning what? Meaning what? He's just hot into every corner. He looks like he's outbraked himself in every corner. Half when he comes out of the apex, he's got too much gas on and the back end sliding everywhere. He's stuffing it up the inside of people. Oh, yeah. Seemingly out of control. And, and Neil was going, yes, well, hopefully he'll calm down a little. With that typical quiet, calm Neil. Oh, yeah. Neil, Neil is yes. like, he, 
he has the BBC voice, like I tell exactly. him. Exactly. Is he a bit cheeky <laughs> when he's not recording stuff, Manuel? Because I know when we spoke with him, I, I was doing my usual and I was watching him light up a bit and go, and then he'd go back to his professional. Is yeah. he a bit no, naughty he, away from? He is, uh, he is slow motion, you know, he's, I think, yeah. a diesel car. He's a, he's the a opposite to Jorge Martin, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we have exactly. to get him back. We need to get him back because so Stu can I would like to do. see what happened with, with Neil when he has a Red Bull or something like this. I'm going to check. I let might you have mind. the opposite effect. I might send him a <laughs> bottle of single malt that arrives there the day before we record. So I'll make sure he's had two or three of those indeed. <laughs> So, so yeah, obviously, um, yeah, Sam is in in the uh, in the in the box seat for for Moto Two moving forwards. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting when they move to Europe. So that's like almost almost as entertaining as as Moto GP was. It was indeed. And then, Do you know, what I did today. I got my calendar out. I've got a calendar stuck in the kitchen of all our yep. appointments and kids stuff. I wrote in big letters what races where on every weekend. The important <laughs> stuff, like, right? No social plans. No life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So look, finally, well, you, you, know, you know that uh, final what Moto Three, oh, no? Oh, oh my, my God! God, hold two, I've my got two beer. words: Pedro Acosta. Holy <laughs> Jack Miller called. He did they, the riders did their whole like who they thought. Well, obviously, again, we're only two races in, and Manuel called it as well. But yep. for all the dickhead moves those stupid children did leading up to get all those penalties <laughs> and to start from pit lane and to, oh, I just, you couldn't even make that up. Yeah. And, and look, seven days ago, Manuel, you called it, you said his name straight, mm-hmm. straight away. You've, you've, you, you've put the, the light of Pacino on him and he has repaid you with a victory. Yeah. He speaks good yeah, English. But, uh, we could uh, chat uh, to him. He does. Uh, I don't know. No, he speaks good English. Yeah. Because English I is did, brilliant. I, uh, Again, I I was at the press conference with him, and I thought I would meet a kid, but no, mm-hmm. they have molded, molded. You yes. say mold, yeah. You know, he comes. He interviewed beautifully. Yeah, the Red Bull uh, school has molded it. He knows, yeah, indeed, how to talk. He ha- he knows, and I met also Darren Binder oh, at yeah. the press conference. Our Darren. Yeah, and yep. he's like he looks like compared with all the others, he looks like uh, their grandfather. You know, <laughs> he does, and he's such <laughs> oh, a kid. He makes me laugh every time someone bumps him in the race. The commentators and even us at home are like, "Oh, look out, Darren's gonna get him." He's yep. just like, "Oh," <laughs> and he yeah. was, he was, he was. He told me, "Look, that's crazy," and, and I told him, "Is there any way you can race trying to avoid all the mess that happens?" <laughs> He said, you just look forward. You just look forward. <laughs> I, that, that, I, I seriously like Moto G, uh, Moto 3 better than Moto GP. Like I just, it, I'm just, I, I can't even crochet and watch like I do sometimes. Like I'm on the edge of my seat. And because if you look away, they go from second to 12th, back to third. God, yeah. it's like <laughs> They were 10 uh, wide into turn one. <laughs> I, I spoke with one of the guys who was uh, at the race direction. And he told me, look, when the race ended, we said, thanks, thanks God, this has ended because, oh, because we had dead. to punish all of them. Yeah. He said, yeah. we should have punished all. Yeah. So <laughs> we, were, we were really praying the race to end because yep. we didn't know what to do. That would be, just... you know, that would be penalized all of them, all oh through la- long laps. Exactly. So um, talk, talking about penalties, McPhee and Alcoba. Wow. Okay. That's, that, that's insane. Look, as as we, we we said offline for everybody who's who's watching at the moment, we've spoken about it a little bit. John McPhee's normally a very very calm individual. Yeah, um, yeah. It was we didn't see all of the footage online, but uh, during the foot during the race. But if you have a look online, you can go and see what happened between uh, McPhee and Alcoba, and it's it's a little bit like this. Um, and the, and they have both been handed penalties, and they've both accepted it. McPhee's apologised. Heat of the heat of the. It was moment. a very nice, yeah. His apology was fantastic, Indeed. but, but no, no, again, uh, this look, proves that what we see is not the whole story because there was yeah. more after the cameras pinned. Yeah, he's caught the bike in the head. What do you expect? Yeah, no, no, and uh, look, but compared with the episode of of uh, Jack and and Mir, you have behind. Look, uh, Jack's episode could have had an 
horrible end, you know? Mm. What happened between uh, Jack, uh, McPhee, and John, and, and the Acosta? No, Acosta? No. I've been doing this the last few days. I always yeah, get look, A names. Right. We have Acosta, Alcoba, Artigas. <laughs> Yeah, too many A's, too yeah. many A's in the championship. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yep. And, and what happened point. between them two was okay, something that yep. can happen, but it put it didn't put in danger anything, you know, at anybody. First, I at first I didn't realize they were on the long lap. I thought they were actually on the track. And I'm like, get off the track until I went, oh no, they're not on the, they'd slid all the way through to the long lap, but the I thought they were point, fighting yeah. on the track. Um, but sorry, we were talking about Acosta. <laughs> so Manuel, did he he came up through the Red Bull? You mentioned about them helping to mold him. Yeah. Do the Red Bull Look, guys I, actually? They don't just I, race. I, I, these I was wanting. I I had an idea of writing an article called the 2004 generation. That should be Acosta, Artigas, and Isan Guevara. But Artigas is old. He's from 2005. So it, I have to change my headline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But look. These guys, you know that in Spain we appeared riders like champignons everywhere, you know. But these three guys remember their names. Mm -hmm. Acosta is now the one who shines. It seems that the good one of these three is Isan Guevara. Mm -hmm. Isan Guevara has won everything in the lower class racing against the others. He is like the Quartararo, the new Quartararo or something like this. So, so keep an eye on him. And this guy are ready to write uh, golden lines in So in not all the riders history. come up through Red Bull? Like through yeah, the Yeah, well, and this, or... this point, Andra, this point is, I don't know if people don't, don't realize or don't pay attention what the motorcycling owes to Red Bull and KTM, you know, with their structure of of helping young people if we go quickly through some riders who are mm. now in the in the in the headlines the, we see zarko was the first rookies cup champion zarko juan mir quartararo ruben fernandez artigas acosta all of all of them come from the rookies. when we see oliveira brad binder they are all KTM riders. KTM, and at a certain point, Red Bull and KTM were the ones who paid the the party mm. for them. Mm. Yeah. You know? wow. So it's a motorcycle long game. They're, they're a a, yeah, they're playing a, a game that goes over decades and decades that will return the investment over a long period of time. Look, it, it's the starting point is Spain. In Spain, we have championship that starts 9, 10, 11. There is a perfect ladder structure. Mm -hmm. So, look, this weekend, there is a, the Spanish championship starts. One of the many... You know how many nationalities are on the grid? 26. Wow. Riders 26? from really? 26 countries. And we are talking from 9... To 14 or 15. 26 riders from all over the world will race there. So this is that's really the, the base of everything. Yep. You know, and then from there they create the base. And then when it comes to step into the world championship, it's the rookies cup. Right? And look, something very important. Spanish championship, they race in, we have four uh, Grand Prix circuits. Mm -hmm. Barcelona, Aragon, Valencia, and Jerez. They start to, they, they, with 19, 10 years old, they know how a Grand Prix circuit looked like. Yep. Okay. Then they go to the Rookies Cup. The Rookies Cup races in all the European races. So what mm. do you need to do to get into the Rookies Cup? Do you just have to be winning a certain no, age group? No, you go through a, a selection. Okay. There is a selection where maybe 200 guys go there and they choose 25. And then the, the, the kids, they race the same weekend of a Grand Prix in the same circuits in a very organized environment, Red Bull and, 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 and at the same time, they leave the atmosphere of a Grand Prix. You yeah. Know? 
that's, the pressure, that's the girls, the great girls, papa yeah. And then when they arrive at the Grand Prix, it's not like arriving from scratch. Mm. You understand? So it's a perfect organized leather up there. Yep. Wow. So I would not have thought of that because you hear about, you know, VR46 Sky team and all the other. different because in fact, look, VR46, they closed their mm. Moto3 team to allow yep. Luca Marini racing MotoGP. Yeah. So it's mm. another way of, yeah. of proposing things. But you're right. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people have given much thought to where these kids come from and who's supporting them and who's putting in the money and the time and the effort and the yeah. yeah. Look, wow. look, Brad Binder. He was in South Africa. His family had not mm. the money mm. to race. He was. Uh, he got selected for the rookies cup, and look where he is now. And mm. his brother the same. Darren rode a bloody brilliant race. I know we've gone past that, but I'm still just like that. that it's funny because Darren looks like the mature guy. Whoa. Yeah. In Moto3. Hey, yeah. hey yeah. guys, don't mess around with that yeah. voice because he's he's starting to get a kind of Neil Morrison's voice, you know? Yes. <laughs> 100%. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. 100%. Oh, he's a bloody legend, oh. hey? That's it. Yeah. Oh my God, what a weekend of racing. It's It's taken us almost an hour to. To, to, to just digest what's happened in, yeah, in, in a couple of days. I'm very glad, though, that all the races moving forward, I can stay up and watch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because for everybody that's watching, this race here in Australia was at 3 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. for us. So we, we some of us were dedicated and watched it live. And if I didn't have small children, I would have. Yeah. But I, I said to my husband too, because he usually wakes up and goes, ah, this, 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 and tells me all the gossip and stuff he sees on Instagram, yeah. whatever. And I was like, please, because we had a long weekend for Easter. I was like, please, Monday morning, can you can you not look at your phone? Because he usually, yeah. if he knows <laughs> stuff, he went, but I know I slept in and I got up. I'm like, have you looked? He's like, no, have, he said, I haven't even touched my phone. So Good. I think I posted it somewhere. I sent Stu like 50 messages just going, Bleh! like once I'd, I didn't even want to um, pick up my phone to look at anything in case I accidentally saw. And I sat down and watched all the races and my brain and the questions and the things and yep. Oh my god! It was. A... It was. It was just. <laughs> I feel like Jorge Martin on that Ducati. Oh exactly. yeah, amazing. All so right. Well... So uh, in a in a couple of weeks in Portugal, I am still here in Qatar. I have to stay here until April 14th. Have you had your second, second shot? shot? Oh, you haven't. Yeah. Had yet. Okay. So I will uh, embark on. I will get on the plane April 14th. Mm -hmm. I will arrive in Spain April 14th. I will pick up my bike to ride to Portimao on April 14th. So it will be a fucking long day. <laughs> you better ride safely, Manuel. Bloody hell. Yes. And then uh, April 15th, I will be there just to start the Grand Prix. But this that we talk about next your week, life. Okay? It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, Manuel, I did just have Yash in India lives in Mumbai. What's up, Yash? He's, he's, he keeps me up to date. He's a bloody little ripper, that one. Bombay, I think I, I have heard about Bombay being a very small village. Oh, yeah, it's tiny. <laughs> I think there's only two or 3,000 people live like there. Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, like Adelaide. Like <laughs> Adelaide. Um, I did put the link up. I've started up the, um, the MotoGP fantasy. I'm taking Jack out of my team. Um, <laughs> he's dead to me. <laughs> but we've, Don't be cruel. I, Don't be cruel. Don't no, be cruel. I'm just being bogan um we've got a guy and he's got his name is gp podium he's from poland he's joined our league i'm very grateful that he's missed the first round because he's already got the high he got the highest points for round two <laughs> so, <laughs> i haven't even checked mine i'm probably bottom oh and i need to go in yeah make a couple i had i've got zarko though manuel so it's all yep. good so if if, good. if our friend from poland has bet on jorge martin before mm -hmm. the race I need Actually, his. Uh, yeah, I need his in. email or something. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Might, we might have to get him on. He's obviously got yeah, some. Yeah. Got some Even inside knowledge. Next week's lotto numbers. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we've, exactly. That's it. We've had a brilliant response to people um, messaging on YouTube and um, responding to our episodes and dropping us, you know, hello through. So indeed keep that going it's so good to know that there's people out there listening to us that's right that's why we do this indeed and while we're on that topic andrew is there anything you want to say to the listeners about uh, about what they should be doing oh just make sure you subscribe if you click on that subscribe or if you're listening on the podcast because we've got 
I thought we would have dropped off with that when we started the videos, but people are still listening as well. Maybe they prefer our voices than our faces. I don't well, know. Yeah, I mean, I but um, yeah, yeah subscribe. Why. You'll get the notifications when the new ones pop up. We're sort of recording every week for now. So pass it on to your mates. Um, again, keep messaging us. Just, yeah, we, we love this is This is the highlight of my week. Yep. Yeah, you know, where, where should they go to go and check out this amazing uh, interview with Johan Zarco? Well, the, the interview uh, with Johan Sarko took me four or five hours to write. He speaks about everything, how he <laughs> hates the pharmacy companies. <laughs> <laughs> everything you know, except motorcycle racing. He's such an old he's, soul, hey. How they force him to use a mask. Uh, he's he's yeah, a funny no, he... guy. He's a different guy. But, but have a look and read it on PacinoGP.com because it's really worth it. Perfect. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so okay. much again, guys. It's been absolutely amazing. We'll, uh, we'll talk again in a week. Um, so yeah, we, you, you will still be, still be in the Middle East when we talk again, but yes, uh, yeah, yeah, I will leave here next Wednesday. So yes. I will be here in Qatar. Beautiful. Fantastic. Well, you enjoy a few days off between then. Oh yeah. Probably I will. I will try to wear one of these white long shirts do they wear pants under them take photos are they like scottish people they don't wear any it's a fair i was looking because the wind when they were lining up to start the race and the wind was blowing i could see a lot of butt shape so i'm actually wondering if they uh, wear pants i think they they they, the the shirts they wear is so white they change it twice or three times a day i'd be i'd be in lots of trouble yeah you would anything okay, guys. you have. Uh, let's yeah. let's see some photos of you in, in one of those. So until then, everybody. <laughs> hey, we'll Ed, then I tell you if I then I tell you if I wear on the pants or not. We yes, know that exactly. Already. <laughs> <laughs> so from Qatar, from Adelaide, from Brisbane to everybody, it's been absolutely incredible as always. We'll see you again in a week. Until then, stay upright, everybody. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.